Welcome to the Humble and Bold Podcast, where we discuss mentoring, marriage, ministry, and what's in the media. You're listening to Christina at humbleandbold.com and Scott at shofaroutreach.org. Thanks for joining us. Hi, and welcome to the Humble and Bold Podcast. You're listening to Christina at humbleandbold.com, and this is my husband of 25 years, Scott with shofaroutreach.org. This is episode one, and this is titled An Introduction. So we are here to just kind of share with you why we feel this call, really, to do this podcast. And part of this is to help mentor anyone out there that is wanting to basically, if you don't have like a mother or father figure in your life, or you just need to be around other Christians, marriage advice, ministry, but any really topic, we're here to talk about hot topics and how they apply biblically, or how the Bible applies to these topics and and current events that's going on. So one of the verses that we heard that really stood out to us was from Psalms 145, and it's verse 4. And it says, One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. And that's something that we felt like we're in, both of us are in our mid-50s, and we feel like we have these young people that are that are being uh, coming up and have a lot of questions and about how to do things. And there's just a lot. The world is a very different place than it was when we were growing up, and we needed help. So we can imagine uh, that... There's a lot of young people that would like advice, and so we want to offer ourselves up for that. Scott, did you want to share, I guess we could share, like, well, look, we said we've been married 25 years. Do you want to share a little bit about how, like, where you were in life when we first met? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yeah, so 25 years of marriage, and believe it or not, when we first met, I was not a believer in Jesus. So thankfully, uh, Christina played a huge part in helping me become a believer in Jesus. I, at the time that we met, I thought that Jesus was probably just a good teacher from history. I didn't believe he was God, but um, over a series of events that took place while we were engaged, God uh, just got my attention and and uh, helped me become a believer. And then um, after a few years of marriage, we had our first child. And then I realized, hey, uh, I've never been baptized. So 20 years ago on Father's Day, I got baptized. And two days after getting baptized, I cracked open the Bible, started reading. And for the first time, the words of the Bible were alive and jumping off the page. And then I realized that I was born again. It was like what Jesus said, "Unless, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. So for the last 20 years, I've been on fire for God and have focused on evangelism. I have a ministry now that focuses on what I call everyday evangelism. It comes from the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 17, where it says that Paul reasoned in the synagogue and in the marketplace daily with those who happen to be there. So my ministry focuses on sharing the gospel with people in everyday situations and everyday encounters like going to the gas station or to the grocery store or to restaurants looking for opportunities to share the gospel and i was yeah so and and to go back to to when we first met also i was coming off of well i was coming out of a prodigal walk so i grew up in the faith and then 
really had gotten gotten away from spending time with other believers and reading the Bible and then went through a really pretty serious kind of, well, depression over that. And then got to a place where I was just calling out to the Lord for help and what I should be doing, where I needed to be, what my purpose was. And so the Lord led me to this great job where I was um, a nanny for four kids and it really helped me to get my mind off myself. But then also, like, I guess when we met, I was starting to feel really convicted about getting back to the Lord, getting back in his word, spending time with him. And so when we first met, we hit it off really, really quickly. And it just felt like we, I felt like it, like you felt like we talked about this, like it felt like, I felt like I was at home with you. Mm-hmm. It felt very much like almost like we had I don't know how to explain it, but there was just such a comfort level um, from the get-go. But we got so like wrapped up and excited and all of that that when Scott proposed, I said yes, and I meant it. But then the Lord started working on my heart and just started convicting me about some things, and that like I really needed to ask Him what He believed and exactly like exactly what did He believe? Because I think you did say you believed in God, or you know you probably thought there was a God. I think I only heard, yeah, I believe in God. And I was like, okay, check. But I didn't really go any deeper than that. And then the Lord started bringing me under conviction about that to talk to him um, and see like, well, what exactly do you believe? And then the Lord was like, okay, you have to be careful. Like, you know, is it... We need to be equally yoked. Yeah, we need to be equally equally yoked. I don't know if it... And I started to feel like, okay, it's not going to work if we don't, if we're not on the same page. But I did not want him just to say, I did not want you to say something or say you felt something just so we could get married. Like it was, that was a really hard time, but it was a it was a step, leap of faith, I think, for, especially for me to just trust the Lord. I felt like you were the one that God had brought into my life. But then it was like, okay. So I felt like God asked me to call up. We called off the marriage and it was amicable, but it was like, kind of heartbreaking too at the same time because we I mean we had already gosh we called the church we got the date mm-hmm. set all this stuff I mean it was and yeah what God did during that time that we were uh, apart when she called off the wedding I years later I discovered in the book of Job chapter 33 that God will give men dreams and visions in the night to scare them to turn them away from the pit to scare them to and that's exactly what God did. Gave me a dream that shook me to my core and made me realize that he was real and that Jesus is the only way. And it's interesting, too, because I felt like at that time that God was telling me to just be praying for him and not really trying to change him or do anything to change him, but just to trust in the Lord and have several people that knew that we were had gotten engaged and everything praying for us, that we were other believers, just praying about the situation but it was so neat how, like, when you went up to Stone Mountain, and, oh, do you want to share about that? So, yeah, so after God gave me the dream, a few days later, I was on the top of Stone Mountain, and I just decided to pray for the first time, just, God, if Jesus is your son, I pray you'd reveal that to me. And I immediately felt like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders and felt different. So uh, later that day, I... I believe it was later that day I called Tina and told her about the dream and then also told her what I prayed. And then it was within a couple of days she came over and explained to me more about what it actually means to believe in Jesus and what Jesus actually did by living a perfect life and going to the cross and dying for our sins 
rising from the dead on the third day so that whoever believes in him and follows him will have eternal life. And so at that point, uh, she led me through a sinner's prayer and I became a believer. And it's interesting too, because I think also, like I was not a perfect Christian at any by any means at that point, but the Lord um, really used where I was coming back from my prodigal walk and then making me really sensitive to the things of His and the, the things that I had been taught and how all that just came together. So we called back on the wedding. Like I brought, oh, came over to visit you. We said the sinner's prayer. I gave you a Bible. He mm. smelt it. <laughs> um, I always think that's kind of funny. So he, he, he literally picked it up and smelt it. And I was like, um, it's, it's good. It's good. You can... But um, it was really neat to see once he became a believer, things, things were, were really nice and great. For a couple of years, but once we had our first son and then you wanted to get baptized, like that's when I really saw something significant happen. Because like I said before, he was, you know, pretty much like a good, you know, good person. And there was not anything, red flags or anything like that. But I just remember that when you got baptized, it was like you had new eyes to see Absolutely. and you had this excitement that I had not seen with you before. And then there was such an excitement and such a passion about the gospel and to share it with others. And I think that that also got me excited. And I grew up in the church and I had never read the Bible all the way through beginning to end. I had one friend in high school that I knew that did that. And I thought that was so impressive that she had read the Bible all the way through. And I had always wanted to read the Bible all the way through. And I think you had read it through and did you start reading the Bible all the way through once you got baptized? Is that when you first started like yes. wanting to read the Bible and read it every day? And I made a point probably the first three to five years to read the entire Bible through in one year. Okay. And then I think that you had read it through three times before I was like, oh, okay. So I grew up in the faith and I was raised in the faith and I have not yet done this. And then... Tr- I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I really kind of thought like, oh, well, I'll need to read it because I've read other books. And so I need to at least read the Bible all the way through. And then I can say I've read it and then like I'd be done with it. And so that's what this kind of cracks me up now is that I even had that mentality. But you're the one, that, the catalyst that led um, me into wanting to read the Bible every day. And then I would, I have lost count now. How many times, do you know how many times you've read it? Lost count. Okay, so I think it's over. I mean, I think I could safely say over 10 times I've read the Bible through from beginning to end, and I use a one year Bible. Scott has a different uh, method that he uses um, where he'll do what an Old Testament chapter, then a New Testament chapter, book. or book, book. I'm sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. and then kind of go back and forth. So I need more of the discipline of like, here's your daily reading, and mine has Old Testament, New Testament, Proverbs, and a Psalms, and then a proverb or a few Proverbs for the day, but it's life-changing, like it really, really is, and so once he, um, once he, you got on fire for the Lord, you didn't really, though, have your ministry until when? About 13 years ago is when it really started coming together with the, the vision for everyday evangelism and oh, street because, evangelism. Because, yes. okay, so we had our first we had our firstborn son, and then he got baptized, and then there's about an eight-year gap, but you really mm-hmm. spent a lot of time studying God's Word. And then after our second son was born, I do remember that that is when um, 
we found the shofar and mm-hmm. felt like God was leading you to do that. I mean, there's another story all about, and we'll need to tell this at another time too, mm-hmm. about how you were in heavy metal band and just your background in music, which mm-hmm. also is um, the Lord has used mm-hmm. that. Um, so that plays in with uh, an evangelism tool that I use called the shofar, which is an ancient Jewish instrument, a horn. It has a lot of biblical significance. And um, I'll take it out into public places and it, use it as a conversation starter to share the gospel. And we can do a talk about that yeah, at, more in that. depth at another time. Yeah, because that's some really interesting stuff. Um, and your background, too, in playing in heavy metal bands and in clubs, too, before you were like <laughs> of age to really even be in those clubs. But so, and I have to. Well, I just was thinking about our, like one of our, not our first date, but you talked about what kind of music do you like? And I think I said every, I pretty much like anything and everything except really heavy metal. And he was like, oh, well, I was in a heavy metal band. And then right. it still worked out. So right. um, we, it, it's, it's 25, 25 years, years later. later, we're still here. Um, but I, yes, I have a tremendous respect for your gift and how you're able to, to do a lot. And you're showing me things um, with the guitar. Uh, so I appreciate that. Um Okay, so then I guess it was a couple of years later that where Humble and Bold started to come about. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we've been married. Um, our youngest son was about two years old, and we, this was, gosh, so this was a pretty difficult time, and we could probably go into more detail and do a whole podcast on this time. But just a quick rundown. Let's see, where did it start? Um, 2012. So it was 2012, our house got broken into. Our youngest fell out of the crib and broke his his arm. Then our, our oldest went to a birthday party and um, that was at a laser tag place and somebody bumped into him and he fell a weird way and he um, fractured his growth plate on his heel. And then the church that we were at was, um, was a Baptist church at the time and it was about to go under. And then your job, your the, the company that you worked at, was it 16 years? Mm-hmm. You'd been at this company. The company had been around for about 30 years, but you'd been there 16 years. And it was about to go under. And um, they were having to lay off people. Rel- I mean, hated to do it, but they had to lay off people. And you were pretty much the last man on the ship, just about, I believe. One of them. One of them. So all that happened. And then on December 12th, 2012... I thought I was having a heart attack, and he ended up did like they the the company had, was dissolving or in the middle of not dissolving, but they were closing the doors. So he had taken the Lord had provided you with another side some a side job, but you were looking for full time work. Oh, this is such a great story. We really almost I don't even know if we can fit this all in, but you felt you felt very obligated, not obligated. You felt, what's the word I'm looking for, just passionate about getting these tracks done that you had translated into Spanish. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yes. So I had uh, started uh, creating gospel tracks to pass out, most of them in English. But there was one in particular that I wanted to have translated into Spanish, which I had translated, but I didn't have them printed yet. But I was in the middle of losing my job. But I really wanted to get them done, so I went to Christina and said, Hey, I know money's tight, or is about to be tight, but I really want to get these printed. And she agreed, yeah, let's go ahead and get them printed. So I go to a company, 
to uh, get them printed as I'm walking in. The owner is walking out, knows about my company. He asks, what's going on? I hear you're going out of business. I said, yes, uh, the client list is being sold, the equipment's being sold. And he said, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. And then I get a call two weeks later from my boss at the company that's going out of business. And she said, hey, we've been purchased by another company. Do you want to come back to work? And that was the, the man at the store where I was getting the tracks from became my new boss. So had, so that, I remember we were having that conversation and you were like, should I get the tracks done? And then we were already like, gosh, so many things were happening. And I remember I was thinking, well, yes, we'll just trust God with it. Like, we'll just trust that God will work it out. Go ahead and pay for those tracks to get printed because you've already worked on them. You've already had them translated. Our friend had helped you with that. And so the very day you were there, and we found out later, like, the man that um, he was talking to was only in town, like, I mean, he lived in, he also lived in another state. So he just happened to be in town when Scott was there to get the tracks done and then that was just a God meeting encounter there um, because so when I had to go to the emergency room he had just gotten the job there and we did not even have the insurance card at the time but he got the number that afternoon so I could go to the emergency room so we would be covered and then they were like well we don't know what's going on with it's not your heart even though I thought maybe it was my heart they're like there's some fluid underneath um, your diaphragm and we're not sure what's going on with that so about four months of trying to figure out um, what was going on. Like I went to an infectious disease doctor. They were trying to narrow it down, what it could be. And then it ended up being, um, and we'll tie this into another episode, but it ended up being, um, I think it cancer that had started was appendicil cancer was what it was labeled. My appendix did not burst. Apparently, though, there was a pop off of like a, a some kind of growth off of my appendix that had burst and then that caused a tumor to grow around my spleen long story abdominal surgery um and we'll talk about that some more because there's so many things that happened at but long story short through my time in the hospital and it was it was about a two-week stay in the hospital mm -hmm. from this abdominal surgery um the lord just showed up like so many ways and it was very exciting to see like really experience God with me through such a very stressful time for us like we were almost there were so many things that had happened in 2012 leading up to this and we almost just didn't even have time to catch up to like the full impact of what all was happening but there were so many neat things and I will we will have to do another episode on that but humble and bold started my that um, blog started after that surgery and that recovery time because the Lord did a, not only just a physical um, healed me but mentally spiritually emotionally there was just this huge heart makeover that he did in my life during that time and so I guess it, okay so that was 2013 and then about 2014 is when Humble and Bold um, started so my ministry is mostly sharing um, creative gifts that the Lord's given me, sharing those creative creative ideas in a format where I can also share the gospel and share the good news, um, see what the Lord has done and do in my life. It's kind of like, you know, you'll see people in affiliate marketing and they'll talk about, oh, this great product or this product, and sometimes they've never even used the product. The excitement in what we're doing right here is that we really have seen the Lord do amazing things 
in our lives and through difficult challenges and hardships and right. just they will that blows my mind sometimes I just have a hard time like like how real he really is and how much he does show up when we call out to him and when we really um, want to encounter him that he makes himself available to us and how much he's helped us so that is again like with the Psalms 145.4 we want to tell the next generation about what we've seen what we've encountered what we've witnessed what we've witnessed um, and there's uh, there's so much um, to share but we wanted to introduce ourselves and we also wanted to get to know you and to see what are you looking for in a mentor or just questions you have as a young person. Um, and you don't have to be younger than us to watch, to listen to this podcast or to watch. And if you want to watch, we will have these videos uploaded onto YouTube. So if you're a person that just likes to see um, the conversation or be a part at the table, but then also too, if you want to just listen to what we're talking about and in your car or wherever, um, you have that option too. But we would like to really get to know you. We'd also like to know where you're coming from, what's going on in your life. Did you grow up with any um, religious background? Did you grow up with any kind of faith? Um, do you feel like there's power in it or life? Or are you, are you feeling kind of dry? What season are you in? Um, do you want, do you need parental advice or help that way? Do you want marriage advice? We feel like we just have a lot to offer um, people that are looking for those things. Um, oh, and I'll share with you the verse, too, with Humble and Bold, because you shared the verse with Shofar Outreach, and then we shared the verse with doing this podcast. Humble and Bold sounds like it. those two words don't sound like they go together, but they really do. And I had seen all these verses for Humble and all these verses that apply to being bold, but then the first time I ever saw it really together in one verse um, was in 2 Corinthians 10, 1. And it's Paul, myself, entreat you by, um, let's see, and I don't know if this one has with the humble in it. We did have the humble one pulled up. But I think it talks, there is a version where you can find where he talks about how in, in humility he's coming to you. Um, and how he appeals to you. And he says, oh, he says, I, Paul, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold when away. And so a lot of times in what I'm writing on a blog post is more bold than if we were to meet in person. I don't, um, I feel like when Paul used to, what he would say, he'd be all things to all people. He tried to meet people where they're at. And so I try to do that in, um, in a relationship way with people that I'm talking to in person that I want to be careful that I'm listening to where that person's coming from, what they've been through, what they're going through, and then look for opportunities where the Lord is allowing me uh, or giving me an end to talk to that person or to share with that person some good news um, or encouragement. More on my blog post, it is a little bit more. I'm more bold and um, of what I feel like is really what the Lord is speaking to me and wants me to write about. So that is Second Corinthians 10, 1 would be the verse that really applies to Humble and Bold and that blog and the name um, 
but we are thankful. thankful. Thank you for coming and listening to this podcast. Thank you for spending your time and to listen to our, uh, to listen a little bit about our testimonies, where we're coming from and an introduction uh, of who we are. And we would like to get to know you. So uh, please, if you like this podcast and you'd like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe. And then also leave a comment with your questions of what topics would you like us to talk about? Um, I believe we were talking about earlier, we would like to talk about in the next two episodes, one on praying for those in authority, praying for our enemies, um, how important prayer really is. And then the next uh, episode after that, we would like to talk about forgiveness. So is forgiveness something that you just do for yourself to feel better? Or is there even a more, is there a deeper meaning behind it and importance um, in obedience to walking in forgiveness? So do you have anything you want to close us out with? So yeah, what we're seeking to do with this podcast is in this channel is to be a platform for people to ask questions about marriage, ministry, or mentor, whatever you have, whatever questions, we're open. Because after 25 years of marriage and many years of ministry, uh, we've learned a few things along the way. And so we just want to be able to share what we've learned. Yes, and also, so another thing is that we have two sons of our own. We also have a daughter that the Lord's grafted into our life, and then her brothers, too, and some other children that God has grafted into our lives over the years. Children that live in our neighborhood, or that used to live in our neighborhood, children that I used to be a nanny for. Um, So there's a lot of young people that, if you're listening to this, like, we love you, and this also, this podcast is for you, because we wish we could talk to you guys more and spend more time with you. And some of y'all don't even live in the state of Georgia anymore. Um, so we don't get to see you as much as we would like to, like to. And so this podcast is also with you in mind because we thought about, we have a lot of young people that the Lord has brought into our lives and we wanted a way to connect with you guys and to be able to be here and have these videos and have this podcast so that it's here after we're gone um, and that y'all can look back on and listen to and just know our heart in sharing this with you guys. And uh, so thank you so much for being here and we appreciate you listening. I hope that you guys have a great day wherever you are uh, in listening to this podcast and uh, just offer up a prayer, Lord, for our listeners here. Uh, And Lord, thank you for this first podcast. We're just so thankful for our marriage and for all you've done in our lives, for our children and all the children you've brought into our lives. And Lord, just pray that you bless this podcast and help us be a blessing to you and to those that are listening uh, and all that we do and say. So thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. And leave us some questions um, and anything you'd like to see or any topics you'd like to talk about. All right. We'll see you.